Welcome to the BitPost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. So today, I, I'm super excited. This is somebody that, like, um, is kind of, you know, unique and exciting, and this might be, like, pretty pretty much a topic-based episode because they've got this, like, very specific you know, character or brand. So I'm really excited to um, talk to them about it and have you all listen. So without further ado, please welcome to the mic, Samwise the Clown. Hi, Samwise. Oh, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I don't know if I have ever had a kinky clown on the pod. <laughs> we are a rare breed, but I feel like we are... Um gaining popularity recently is there a reason for that that you have determined i you know i can't exactly figure it out but i know that there was a video game that came out a little while ago that had like a very sexy clown character in it and i can't remember her name my head but she was she was i i feel like she was the original maybe not the original but one of the original clussy inventors (laughs) and clussy (laughs) is um just just in case anybody doesn't know clussy is clown pussy (laughs) of course i mean uh, of course it is of course of course and to be clear i'll read your like little twitter bio just so people get an idea um so it's not 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 safe for work account we're kinky, we're queer, we're a clown, we're performing drag and burlesque in Toronto. So, and then you're, I mean, yeah. and then you're, um, what's it called? You're pinned here. It's posting Clussy on Blue Sky. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a nude. And yes. you're in full clown makeup, a really super fun wig, and like kind of like a birthday party hat on as well. And, yes. and, and a nude, a lewd. Fully rhinestoned, of course. Fully rhinestone party hat, um, <laughs> but then completely naked. <laughs> I love this, and like it's funny because it's so, um, it's like so niche, right? But like even just scrolling through your feed here, I'm seeing you retweeting all sorts of other sexy, not safe for work clown content creators. Yeah, um, that's kind of how. I got any following on Twitter at all really was finding this group of slutty clowns and we all just shared each other's content. And that's really how I got any following at all was all these other clowns sharing my, my clown. I think that's a really, um, a really important thing that a lot of like new adult content creators may not realize how important that part is of like, getting in touch with other people that do similar stuff or, you know, or dissimilar, right. And just kind of supporting each other by retweeting or like, you know, just boosting engagement by commenting on on each other's pictures and stuff. All that stuff is really important in growing your following. 
yeah, I, I, I think even when I started, I didn't even realize how much, how important that, um, but not only like, it's great for boosting engagement and everything, but it's also just been such a great like support network as well. Absolutely. Um, and we can like run things past each other and see like, if they're, you know, anybody's like a scammer or something like that and whatever it is, we, we have like little group chats and everything. It's, um, it's just like a really good community. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, you know, it's always kind of essential, but is especially so like when you're just starting out, right, that you've got that kind of, as you said, support in place for resources for like learning for also, like you said, like block lists, black lists. And also just like seeing good examples of like successful creators, like what, whatever your niche is to be like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. And I'm going to put my, you know, take that, take those notes, maybe take a little bit from her, take a little bit from that person, take a little bit from that human and create this kind of customized brand and, and way you market. But like, it's so important to just learn from what everybody else is doing, I think. Yes, I totally agree. And I am a big fan of um, consensually copying people, <laughs> but not like copying in the way where you're like stealing all their ideas. It's more just like copying in the way like you look at something that somebody did and maybe it inspires you to do the same thing, but in your own version. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And like, like, like even uh, taking it one step further of like reaching out to them be and being like, hey, I really like the way you do this. You know, would you mind if I use a similar format for my pinned tweet? Or like, would you like to collab or like whatever it looks like? It's just um, to go that extra mile of like also, like you said, consensually being like, hey, may I may I copy, you know, and, and yeah, 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 that's really awesome. Okay, yeah. so I don't know too much about like, sexy clowns, kinky clowns, but I'm so interested. I think maybe the first question I'm going to ask, like, with your content, what are some of the intersecting kinks that would like, that you're bringing into clown, like, off the top of my head, I'm like, okay, lunar stuff makes yeah. perfect sense bringing balloons and latex into the situation um yeah so if you want to talk about balloons or talk about like other kinks that kind of makes sense to bring into the reality of like a clown universe yeah well i'm i'm so glad you asked this actually because um bef when when i had started doing like the slutty clown content I don't even think I realized how many kinks would be intersected. Um, like you mentioned, the lunar stuff is, I mean, it's the pretty obvious one that like b balloons and clowns and um, yep. and that sort of thing. Uh, so it's, that's a huge one. Uh, but I think another one that I didn't even realize was humiliation. Mm, um, yeah. And how many people want a clown to bully them in the silliest way? Oh, I freaking love um, that. Yeah, I think custom videos I did was small penis humiliation. And um, he wanted me in like a, the most... Uh, the cliche clown things possible like the party hat the 
the nose and everything. And I was fully clothed. Like I didn't even have to like pose nude or anything. He just wanted me to make fun of his tiny dick while in clown and giggle and be silly about it. I love that because like I'm a playful dominant, like I teach playful domination classes. It's like one of my core, you know, domination styles is to be playful. So like, I feel like clown domination is like just that extra step further in that. Like, how can we make this the most playful possible? Yes, exactly. And I think personally, I don't, um, outside of like work stuff, outside of like content creation and customs and stuff, I don't really see myself as a dom. That's not really a role that I like to put myself in. But doing it uncomfortable for me, um, (laughs) because it's just being silly, and you just get to tease them and be funny. Yeah, I'm a big fan of bullying. And like, another intersecting kink that kind of is thinking, I'm thinking of is like, when I bring in like the bully domination, I kind of feel like I'm in middle space a lot of times. Like I'm kind of playing like a young bratty, a young adult, you know, or like, you know, a teenager kind of that energy. So I feel like maybe middle space or little space can be something that might cross over with clown, clown kink as well. That's so interesting that you say that because I have always considered myself like when I play, like I, I do consider myself more of a middle um, because I am a brat and um, I feel like brattiness goes really well with like a, a middle kind of play thing. Yeah, I think um, so too. So I, I don't even think, I don't even think I realize that, but <laughs> that's so true that it is very uh, middle space kind of, of that like teasing and like that. So the other thing I'm thinking of, my mind is just flooding now that you're like, the more you talk about it, the more I'm thinking of other things that this could work with. So like, one I'm thinking of is like, wham, like, like pies in the face, for instance. Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was the other one that I was going to bring up is slapstick is a huge kink for people. Um, Like slapstick or mess, the mess, the messiness, um, like, with the pies in the face. Um, actually, an old clown trick, you actually, because it gives a better effect on the face. Because um, if you use whipped cream, actually, it usually melts. Um, or stains, I feel like. Yeah, but if yeah. you use shaving cream, it gives a way better messy effect. Um, or like pie sitting or cake sitting. Yes. Um, that's huge in cake or, or in clown as well the messiness and that sort of thing but also just slapstick in general for instance like i had a custom where again in full clown not even naked i i had to (laughs) i had to rig something so that the they wanted something to fall on my head and i would uh, sort of act like I was really dizzy and in like a really cartoonish way and then like pretend to pass out um, and then like wake back up and do it all over again. Um, so it's like it doesn't even seem necessarily like it would be a sexual thing. No, it's so specific. It's it's like a fetish thing, like so specific like that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was very specific, but... 
a lot of that like slapstick kind of, you know, act like you're our cartoon and over the top um, reactions and stuff like that. Um, it's, I've had a lot of people like approach me about that kind of thing, being just like over the top and silly. That's so interesting. So I wonder if that, like with the dizzy and passing out, like, mm, I'm like thinking what, I'm trying to see it through my lens of like, okay, is it about about like this uh, somnophilia thing of someone being like vulnerable when they've passed out or they're unconscious or asleep, you know what I mean? Or like, ah. Oh man, it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to see how this could be about about control or power dynamics or or you know what I mean, I'm trying to like decode it. I think that's definitely a part of it. I think another thing because I try to figure is it is it is what is it exactly? Like why why is this the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think some of it is that when we're younger we see things and for some reason they just flick a switch in our brains like sneezing for instance like if somebody sees like a movie and somebody just can't stop sneezing in it and for some reason that just flicks a switch in their brain and now that turns them on i think that when we're younger and we see cartoons of like, you know, uh, like a cartoon character getting dizzy and seeing the stars and stuff like that. I think that can ingrain itself in our, in our brains as well. Um, and we want to like bring that into our sex lives in some way. Yeah. Like I talk to a lot of hypno people and I have a couple of friends who are really into hypno and some of them, you know, a a very similar imagery since we're talking about like old cartoons, you know what I mean? Like there is, there's a lot of hypnosis that's kind of, you know, demonstrated in old cartoons where you see the spirals in their eyes and you see, you know, the watch ticking back and forth and you see, like, because it's all kind of in that absurdist physicality and like all these wild premises that yeah. I can totally like when you're specifically something about you saying when they get hit on the head and you can see the birds going around their head, like flying around, there's something really, really nostalgic. Like I can so clearly picture those images. So I can yes, see how yes. some people might latch onto that in an erotic kind of a way. Yeah. It's also interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I've had just multiple people ask me for the kind of, like dizzy bird, like pretending like there's birds around my head kind of thing. And I think part of the reason why the clown lends itself so well to so many other kinks is because when you are in clown, it goes back to like, not just slutty clowning, but clowning in general, you are doing things, you are doing everything to an extreme way. So when if you're talking about like you know clown school like lecoq clown school in paris or france or whatever they take it so seriously and they do this thing where they present themselves right they walk out from behind a wall and present themselves to uh their classmates 
make the class laugh, you have to go back and try again. So people will come out and do these things or they're trying to be like crazy and, you know, act all silly and then nobody laughs. And it's because you're, that's not natural. That's not what you would naturally be doing if you were just coming out from behind a wall, right? It's when people do what you would naturally do, but to the nth degree that people find it funny to the most extreme way. That's when it, that's when it really gets to clown. So yeah. when you're doing something cis or um, I can't remember the word that you used, but for the sleeping yeah. kink, it's that, but to the farthest degree possible. It's, it's the most dramatized version of that. And I think people really like that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. It deals with extremes. And I can see how that can be like escapism a bit for people that like consume that stuff because it's stuff they don't get to, you know, necessarily like, like it's not the mundane stuff that people usually deal with. It's like these blown up versions of everything. So like, yeah, in an escapist mm -hmm. way, I can also see the, the appeal there. Yeah. I think definitely in an escapist way. Um, I didn't even really think about that. I, there's so much that I haven't even really gotten to <laughs> thought about. Um, I'm curious. A lot of people have a fear of clowns. So yes. I'm wondering <laughs> if you have, you know, created content or if you're interested in doing like fear play or doing like scary kind of clowns. Is that a thing that comes into play? Yes, I think I'm not the clown that people will go to for that, I don't think. Um, I've been told multiple times by people who uh, are really scared of clowns that I am scared of. <laughs> um, so I just don't think that I evoke that same fear that other clowns do. But in saying that, I know a lot of clowns that do do that kind of thing. Um, very much like that scary almost touching to like the cnc side of things like i did a pennywise um i did pennywise for halloween this year oh amazing and i took pictures and videos but um it was not <laughs> content and i think mostly just because people um my fans and my followers like they don't expect that kind of content from me they're <laughs> Usually I'm more of that happy-go-lucky, silly clown. Um, That's so funny when you think of, like, that there's so many sub-genres, sub I'm sure, even within something so, like, narrow, narrowly focused as clown. It's like, oh, well, I'm not a scary clown. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be a totally no. <laughs> different brand. Yeah. Yeah. You look at, like... I'm thinking of one person in particular that I follow um, and they do like, like scary clown stuff and their um, the majority of their content is just so different than mine. Like if you were to put us side by side, like, yes, we are both clowns and yes, we both do like online sort of like only fans and sex work and stuff like that. But we are vastly different clowns. <laughs> Um, man, another thing I'm thinking of, like, what I'm trying to think of is, like, okay, our reference points for clowns, right? For me, it's, like, 
a clown at a birthday party kind of a situation. And like how I, I'm trying to think of like how I used to feel about clowns and like how they're a bit disarming, right? Yeah. And I think that's something that makes you feel a bit vulnerable, right? When you're being disarmed. And I, I mean, that's a very valuable tool in kink, right? To make someone feel or to encourage someone to feel consensually, of course, obviously, disarmed, yeah. right? Just like make them feel like they're a little, they're not comfortable, you know, I don't want to say they're not safe, but a little bit like just this like, kind of edgy feeling of like, uh oh, this is different, you know, and you kind of don't yeah. know what's gonna happen. So I, th- I think that that could be something that's very um, interesting about clown as well is just they're kind of disarming their look their whole look is so extreme and their whole presence is usually as you said like a blown up kind of personality all that's very disarming I, I totally agree like I remember when I was really young I was afraid of clowns um and I think what confused me the most about them was like they have these giant shoes. Like, first of all, yeah, there's no reason your shoes need to be that big. <laughs> and then like, they have a big nose, they have big hair. It's all just like, very confusing. Um, especially when you're younger. Absolutely. But I, I know it still feels that way. Um, so I can totally see that. And I think that in the same way, it, I think it kind of works in, in multiple ways that it it can be disarming in a in a good way and and as well as in like a consensually uncomfortable way because if they do make you that kind of uncomfortable like it's almost that uncanny valley kind of feeling right um because they're humans but they're you know they're all their skin is all white their nose is big and red and bigger than life and all that kind of thing I'm like thinking of um, like I do feminization sessions, right? And it, this just is kind of parallel to me. It, it sometimes people want to do feminization stuff not be- because um, they want to explore their gender necessarily, or you know, not even really because of like the tactile feeling of the s- certain clothing or a wig or whatever, but like it's that it helps shake them up like because it feels different Mm. so like again with that thing of disarming them it's like that this just puts me in a headspace of being like a bit off kilter and I'm wondering like so I get I get how that can also do the same thing if they're just like in the presence of you you know whether in in a video or whatever I'm curious would you ever do something where you're dressing someone else up as a clown with that intention Yes, 100%. I have definitely thought about this. People like, um, particularly like the, I think it almost touches on the humiliation again, too, that they are being dressed up in this way that is silly and over the top and that you can kind of like tease a little bit. Yeah, because it's like dollification. Very much that, yes. Mm. And especially the makeup too. Like I know personally getting my makeup on, I feel like I am transformed. Only imagine if I had the opportunity to put somebody else, especially somebody who 
generally seems very straight laced. It would yes. be so much fun to like put them like, you know, consensually force them into clown and then like have them look at themselves in the mirror and not even like recognize what they're looking at. And they're just forced to look at this like <laughs> silly, maybe more feminized version or just over the top version of themselves. Yeah, that's like, that's pretty wild, actually, like, to dress them up as a clown, and then make them, you know, dance around, make them perform for you, make them try to tell jokes, make them like, do a balloon animal, like make them perform all the perform all these like tricks for you for entertainment. And you're just sitting there kind of, maybe you're laughing at them. Maybe you're judging them, like humiliating them while they're doing yes. that. Like that, that's intense. That's a really cool scene idea right there. I think that kind of, and maybe it's not even clown. Maybe you veer more into like the jester territory and you have like the queen and the jester and the jester needs oh. to please the queen. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So jester, I guess that's like another kind of category, right? Because the jester's a clown. Is, is are they not? Yeah. Ish? They're... I would, yeah, I I would say so. I personally, like, I call myself a clown, but I think, I think I'm the way uh, of if you were to actually go through definitions, but I think they're very closely related. Interesting. Okay, so jester. So what's different? What What's different about a jester? So I think for, you know, if for me, if I were to kind of relate it back to kink as well I, I feel like a jester is somebody who is kept right like they are a, they are the queen's jester so right and that jester is usually it, it might even lend that dynamic because jesters i think whether or not this is historically true i don't know but they are kind of given this rep of being like being able to tell the queen off and be like hey uh you know I can't even think of anything right now, but this and this and that. And then, you know, but the, if it was a regular citizen, the queen would be like off with your head. But since it's the jester, they can get away with it. Um, Ooh, interesting yeah. power dynamic there. So, you know, the jester has been acting up like I have to get them to need to make them make them pay for for how they treated how they talked to me. But. They're still my jester, so it's more like, almost kind of like pet play, but a jester instead of like a cat or a dog. Yeah, well, it's like brat play, isn't it? Because the person can kind of like yeah. joke with you and like roast you a bit or like tease you, even though they're kept by you. That's an interesting mm -hmm. dynamic. Yeah, it's a cool power dynamic there because the brat is like, okay, yeah, no, you, you, you know, a throw your insults and s just see where that gets you you know yeah keep talking yeah yeah call me whatever you want uh and then we'll just see you know how that works out for you later I exactly like that. a queen and a jester oh wow i'm obsessed with that <laughs> i wow. it's like, like one of my favorite <laughs> favorite kind of fantasies to think about <laughs>
The Bedpost Podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com, but one of my favorite things to do is to go on to Instagram at Club M4 Events and check out what they have going on. So just scrolling through here, we have Wednesday afternoon play party, game night, threesome Fridays, sexy lingerie, Club M4's fetish fantasy, and New Year's Eve glitz and glamour. If anything looks interesting and you want to check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga. Yeah, so okay, I I guess there are like clown archetypes. Yeah, I think there are some people that see themselves, that would call themselves more of a jester than a clown. I kind of see the two as very interchangeable. And for me, it's more about... um, how I'm dressing, to be completely honest. It's more about like an aesthetic to me okay. is whether it's clown aesthetic or jester aesthetic. Um, uh, clown is very much like, I think of like party hats and, um, you know, the red nose, whereas jester, I think about more of like, than um, like pointy collars and like the little hat. And it's like very Commedia dell'arte. Very Commedia dell'arte, um, Arle- Arle- like the Arlecchino kind of character. Yes. Um, Harlequin, yes, exactly. Yes. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention was the bells. That's a big one. I think there's oh. something that I have always want. I've always thought of is that the little nipple clamps with bells on them would be perfect for a jester scene. <laughs> oh my god! Or I mean, like a lot of collars have little bells on them, like for pet yes. play. But it makes sense for clowns too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My brain is absolutely <laughs> spinning out right now. There's it's it the clowning goes into it can be anything like I if there's anything that I realize is that any kink could be a kink plus clown. Yes. It's like a sauce. It's like <laughs> like like Hypno calls themselves like the hot sauce of kink, right? You can put it on anything. You know? Yes. And I feel that that could I've be the case for this too. I've seen some hypno clowns. Yes, I know. Yeah, see? Even hypno clowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, that's so true. You could like dab a little bit of clown into anything. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking of the bells. I'm thinking of like an overstim scene, like an audio overstim <laughs> scene with bells. Ugh, what a nightmare. <laughs> oh. <laughs> literally be like my worst oh my gosh but somebody's into it you know (laughs) jingle 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 jingle. no i hate it i could not i literally would walk in walk into lake ontario (laughs) just keep walking um (laughs) 
But it's true. Like, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll throw... Here's here's a fun thing. Maybe I'll throw a bunch of kinks at you. And you tell me how you would do this yes. in, in a clown way. Okay, let's do it. I love this. What would, like, a clown doctor look like? A clown and Medfet crossover. Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked. That's a good one, right? That's good. Personally, I am a huge fan of Medfet. Um, I have been wanting to do like um a clown doctor for so long. I think it's perfect because if you think about it, okay, the first thing that I think of is um I can't even remember what the movie was called, but there was like a doctor clown, wasn't there? Like Robin Williams played Oh, Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Yeah. Right? And I think for me, what I find really hot about like a med fet scene is this idea that like the doctor is like doing like is pretending to be very medically while being a big perv right like that's essentially what's happening and i think the fact that like it's not actual medical stuff that's happening you can really go in a lot of different places with that when it comes to a clown because well what are all the silly ways that you can use all the medical tools what are the ways that you wouldn't that a, that a clown might think of using medical tools right man that's so sinister um that strikes me as really <laughs> sinister actually um, that does sound sinister <laughs> because it's like the playfulness is a manipulation tactic it's a tactic it's a tool right to take advantage of someone who's vulnerable someone who's sick it's that's like whoa that's like sinister yes. i like that a lot <laughs> because like my first here I am thinking about it in like in a cute way I know I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) no I get though know what know what it makes me feel like I play a bimbo doctor a lot of like oopsie like whoops like yeah I do that a lot when I'm in a doctor role doing med fit if it's a playful kind of domination scene in a med fit I kind of go to bimbo a little bit so like that feels a little clownish like you know, creating oopsies, just creating lots of oopsies. Um, and it kind yes. of plays on fear play a little bit, but in this kind of fun way. I totally agree. I didn't even think about it. Definitely, there is, that could definitely be uh, like a fear play thing as well. Because um, if very close to MedFed is like dental play. And for mm. me, that's like a hard no. I'm not a fan of dental play because it does so so quickly go into that fear area but i know that that would be like really popular for some people would be very much would love to be strapped down with their mouth open (laughs) while a scary clown roots around inside there you know why it's also making sense for me okay because when you're a kid and you're at the doctor dentist specifically when you said this they like give you a balloon or they give you a lollipop or they have like clown wallpaper you know because it's a kid's dentist right so they have colorful weird kind of shit like at child's doctors you know what I mean and like something about laughing gas and like Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Because then you get into forced intox. Oh, forced intox with laughing. Yes, gas. forced intox. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's fucked. I feel like that's a movie I've seen at some point. 
I would watch that movie. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, what is that image in my head of a do- of a clown? You know what? It's probably Batman. It's probably a Tim Burton Batman where like the Joker and fucking clowns were like doing something with laughing gas. Ugh. That makes a lot of sense. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. I'm thinking of something now where it's like a clown being like, a clown being like, well, if you don't laugh at me, I'm going to make you laugh at me. Oh, yeah. Okay. How about, how about impact play? Just plain old impact play. How might that have like a cool clown twist to it? Um, my favorite way to work impact play into or to work clowning into an impact scene is um, just using clown props. So one of my favorite things that I ever did was um, spank myself with a rubber chicken. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. <laughs> there's nothing quite like the comedy of spanking yourself really hard or having somebody else spank you really hard, feeling that pain, but then also hearing like the squeak, <laughs> like the release of the squeak from the chicken. You have to laugh, <laughs> even though you're it's, in pain. It's great. Well, exactly. Because it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, about like playful, playfulness and everything. Cause like you, you can't not laugh at that, but you're also in pain and it's this kind of dynamic that is, I don't, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no one else. Okay. I'm, I'm just, again, like I don't think about clowning and kink very often. So now that I am, I'm like, whoa. So I <laughs> picture, you know how clowns like, you know, they have a, a flower um, brooch that, you know, shoots water at the person when, you know, they, they shake their hand and like, it's a bit like pranking, isn't it? They shake their hand and there's a buzzer on their hand. They put a whoopee cushion under where they're sitting. Like it's a bit like pranking. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. It goes back to the humiliation. I've definitely, I've done a custom where, um, all they wanted me to do was sit on a whoopee cushion and act really embarrassed. Yes. Oh, I can see that so much. Oh yeah. my god. Wow, 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 wow. I need to incorporate a, incorporate a whoopee cushion into a scene. I, I sat <laughs> like yesterday. I need to. Oh my god. And then just like making, imagine being able to just like make fun of somebody because they like sat on a whoopee cushion and... That's my dream. That's my dream. That's so funny. Like, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you have, like, them blindfolded and you're like, here, sit down. And you're kind of, you know, helping them sit down. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And they're not expecting it. Oh, Oh, my gosh. That's so good. (laughs) I'm literally getting so many many ideas. Because, like, I I absolutely love um, what I do often is I make somebody put on a little pageant for me. So like we dress them up in some outfit. They have to rock a, walk a runway. They have to do poses and stuff. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. And then there's usually a talent portion. So their option is to like do a dramatic monologue or they can do a burlesque routine or they can do like some other talent. But like that's one of my favorite things to like sit on a panel and then I get to judge them, you know, after each portion and (laughs) score them. But like while they're doing it, just like laughing and making fun of that, like that's, that's stuff I do currently. So like this kind of clown, these clown elements, it's just, 
making that those scenes kind of fire off for me. I'm like, oh my god, we can add not we can add a whoopee cushion. We can add like I'm like it's just like a rubber chicken. We can add like whatever would make yes. it more humiliating and more funny for me to watch. I'm down. Yes, I. I think it's so it's such a such a good tool for humiliation, I think. Truly. Like it's blowing my mind right now. Okay. Um how about since we went with like a basic impact play, let's go with like a basic bondage moment. How do you clown that up? Oh, okay. Um for me, that's got me thinking a few different ways. I'm thinking there's either like a performance aspect to it that you could go of like tying them up and putting them on display kind of. Yes. Um but there's the other way is I'm I'm thinking is is just like using the bondage as a tool to um, and add to like the feminization kind of aspect is like tie them up and put makeup on them. That was a, a, one of the first thoughts I had when you mentioned that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, okay, something like that. You know how you do masking tape, like the clear masking tape over the face to make your face look crazy? Have you ever done yes. that? Where you like, you know, the cheeks are like yes. all fucked and the, you make the mouth do a crazy thing with like, if you like did that and then like did makeup over it, like did clown makeup over it. Is that nuts? Is that, am I, am I a professor of clown? Cause. I think so. I think, I think that's I a think, really good idea. I think, I, I think that you are slowly becoming a clown and I, I feel very good about this. <laughs> slowly throughout this hour that we talk, I'm just going to be like full clown at the end. Cause like. Wow. Yeah, fully. You're gonna like post on Twitter and be like, guys, I'm <laughs> guys, a clown now. I am a clown dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a fun question. Like, so you're not you're not a dom typically when you're doing your content and stuff. You do kink stuff, but not usually on the dom end. Are there I- I'm assuming there are, are there clowns that are dominatrices? Like that are specifically oh, like absolutely. clown what do they call themselves? Clown and natrix? What is it? Clown? I think they just go for the clown dominatrix because it's really tough to do like a clominatrix. Does that sound Clown? What is it? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I I think because it does lend itself so well to humiliation that there are a lot lot of clown dominatrixes and clown doms. Um, and because it could be like scary, that is also a way that I, I see people using it in uh, a dom kind of way. Um, and I mean, you know, because being a brat so closely kind of teeters the line between being a dom and being a sub, um, that since I consider myself a brat, I would say that even I kind of step into that territory sometimes. Right. Um, and yeah, I do. I do see a lot of like clown doms of just like telling, uh, you know, telling their their followers to to uh, uh, you know send send them send them money to uh, clown fin dom. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I I see it a lot, and uh, yeah, because I think the humiliation it just it just lends itself so like clown just humiliation, like as a humiliation aspect of it. 
Wow. Okay. I, I usually start with asking people this, but I didn't. But I'm curious now, when did you start? Like, what's your reference point for clown? Like, when did you first be interested in clowns or be, I don't know, think of them in an, this erotic context? Yeah. So I think for me, it's a little bit different. Because for me, I kind of it didn't it wasn't so much as like a fetish. Like I didn't like look at clowns and think like, oh my god, that's so I want a, I want a fucking clown or something like that. <laughs> or I want to fuck that clown. Yeah. I want to fuck that clown. <laughs> For me, it was more about because of how interested I got in kink. And the more I got into the kink world, the more I realized that not all of these kinks sort of fit my dynamic and my dynamic is naturally very silly and very playful like you were mentioning at the beginning like you're just naturally very playful and like a lot of the time there is a lot of kink scenes that are very serious and I that just didn't vibe with me but I was get I would you know I went to theater school years ago oh my god I was same. a theater kid same 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 yeah yes. oh my gosh <laughs> See, this is why this is why I feel like you get it. It's like even worse than theater, music theater. <laughs> yes, exactly. But that's like the musical theater kids. We are a special breed of like the cringiest oh, breed. Yes, yes, <laughs> the most earnest breed. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I feel like that is actually like a huge <laughs> um, part of my origin story is that I was a theater kid. I. <laughs> And, um, but that sort of like, I was oh, even in theater, like I always played the, the care, I was the character actor, right? Like I wasn't, the, uh, I wasn't the ingenue or whatever it was. Yeah, I was the character yeah. actor. Even when I was in high school, I was in a Commedia dell'arte show and I was the Arlecchino, like I was the Harlequin. Wow. Um, so, you know, growing up, I was into like the theater side of of clowning and then i got into dragon burlesque and uh burlesque especially because it's all about the art of taking your clothes off and i realized how much i love taking my clothes off <laughs> and how much i love being naked but not only i was just realizing how silly that sounds i love being naked <laughs> i just realized how much i love taking my clothes off yeah girl same <laughs> It's a vibe, like it's it's a vibe, it's a mood. Um, <laughs> but not only that, this I had gone to, I had been in like a burlesque class, and I had realized that my burlesque character was a clown. And even though I was taking my clothes off, and you know, people would assume that would mean it was sex. The case for me, for me, it was getting to do what I want to do most, which is act like a fool and take my clothes off. <laughs> act a fool. Yeah. Act a naked fool. Yeah. So, okay. Did you take, um, have you taken clown like in Toronto? I'm just curious. We might have some connections actually, because I'm, I have one foot in the comedy, comedy world, improv world. So do you know Ken Hall? I do. I don't know, know him, know him, but I've heard of him. Yeah, Ken's a, a clown master, um, improv master. He's uh, a lot of my clown references are going to come from Ken Hall. I think he's just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um, 
I'm not actually super familiar with like the vanilla clowning, if you can say Vanilla clowning. <laughs> I love that. In, in Toronto, I mean, I, I did take like, uh, imp- um, but I quickly found out that improvising words was not my strong suit. <laughs> I'm yeah. more of like, a, I'm, I'm more of like a, a movement person. Um, and that lends uh, itself to clowning versus like comedy to go that route. So that makes perfect sense because yeah. it's more about physicality as we we're mentioning, like these extreme physicalities. Yeah. And it's about emotionality. Yeah. And like storytelling, but like non-verbal Which is my favorite. Times. Yeah, that totally non-verbal makes sense. Non-verbal storytelling with your body and your expression and yeah, over the top. and Which I think, again, is I, I kind of tying it back into like like the sexual aspect, I think a lot of people just like having this freedom to have sex and be silly. I think a lot of the time sex can come off as so serious and it just never was that for me. And in fact, making sex serious kind of made me feel uncomfortable, which was very confusing growing up. But <laughs> but when you can be so silly about it and often have this permission to laugh and going back to how you mentioned how it's kind of disarming in a way it can be disarming in the way where it's like oh I'm allowed to laugh actually I'm allowed to have fun even though it's maybe not in a situation where you would normally laugh (laughs) yeah oh I love that how this has kind of been your like your container where you can do that I think that's really awesome that it sounds like this stuff is like a safe space for you to kind of experience sexuality and eroticism in a way that feels really good for you, you know, even though it's not what most people yeah. are doing, like, like first, what first people's instinct is because of all this messaging we receive about, you know, the seriousness of sex and, like, looking through my lens, like, the seriousness of kink, right? Because I try to do the same thing yes, as well in yeah. my practice of, like, let's try and create this authentic personal experience versus, like, what this is supposed to look like. Like, yeah. how romance is portrayed everywhere in all media, but it doesn't resonate with us. So then... You create the space where you can do stuff where it does resonate with you. And it sounds like that's what you've done. Yeah. And I I think as well, who didn't feel seen by what we normally see portrayed as like sex in in even kink is we kind of ended up on the outskirts of doing things like clowning. Like I've noticed a lot of, I would say, I would say the majority of the clown mutuals that I know of, most of us are trans in some way because we just, whether it was like our gender or our sexuality, we just didn't feel like we were seen or, or, um, or portrayed Mm -hmm. in any way is usually seen in sexual, um, in sex or in, in kink at all and we kind of found clown because it was our way to express this side of us that you know nobody else was really kind of talking about yeah it's true i mean as you know if we're talking about us being theater kids like those were queer spaces right that's that's where queers went yeah to find a safe space you did theater so it's like very similar that's so true that's so true 
and like we're for the us, weird queer yeah the weirdos <laughs> yeah yeah they're yeah. either like losers or geeks or gays <laughs> those are the three yes <laughs> categories of people that in drama class <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I went to a, like an arts high school, so oh, we were all. I was I was yeah. at a high school full of the weirdos. <laughs> I went to a Catholic school. I'm so I'm so. Um, oh boy, traumatized. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what though? I'm sure you got some good kink scene ideas out of it. <laughs> oh, oh, it so got me into religious play. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's another one, religious play. I have seen some religious play. I was gonna say, I'm like, real quick, tell me about cloud and religious play, because that's got to be a thing. That's definitely one that I've seen a few times. Is like a nun with clown makeup on. Wow. There's just something about that contrast. Well, it's like subverting that that same thing. It's like just subverting it. You know, it's like how sacrilegious. You know. To bring yes. that, this, these two images together, like a clown and a... How do you feel about Ronald McDonald? I feel like, you know how you have specific, very specific references to some kinks? I feel like using Ronald McDonald, that specific, you know, character, could create an interesting clown kink scene there. I think so, too. I think there's definitely something there... For me, Ronald gives like daddy vibes. Yes, um, <laughs> daddy clown. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he is very clown daddy. Um Oh my god, <laughs> you're right. There's something about him. I was trying yeah. to put my finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think definitely clown daddy. Clown daddy vibes. My um my husband doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'll tell you. I just ordered like an hour ago before I hopped on the mic, I just ordered like Muppet Babies. Um, like there's like this, cl these Christmas stuffed animal Muppet Babies that like they're all McDonald's stuff. Like they're all like, they're like some little ones in cars. I just ordered a bunch of Muppets Babies stuff for Christmas oh. for him. And it's all like the McDonald's Happy Meal type products. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're out there still. I yeah. feel like that is, that is so like, Ronald McDonald like I'm yep. seeing like daddy dom with yes. like a little giving them little <laughs> the little the little uh, happy meal gifts oh <laughs> my god that oh this is so cute oh <laughs> hey if anyone wants to book me <laughs> for your Ronald McDonald <laughs> daddy dom scenes I'll do it I swear are you into Harley Quinn I love Harley Quinn. I just finished watching, at least what's on Netflix, I think there's a new season of the Harley Quinn animated show. Ooh, yeah. It's so good. So good. I'm such a fan. I've like, I have to say, I have channeled her a bit doing some, like if somebody asked me to play like a villain, like a manipulative villain that's a bit unhinged. Like she's yes. sweet, and then a sec a second later she like turns on a dime, and she's like completely evil. Yes. She's kind of my reference point for that. Yes, I totally agree. There was like the one thing that Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn says is like, "What was that? I should kill everyone and escape." Sorry, it's just the voices. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, very silly, but like also. <laughs> 
it's a cool, a fun thing to play with someone who's like a bit, a bit unhinged. And if you go clown with that, how much fucking fun is that? You could just kind of push it. Yeah, I think being a clown and a, it gives you the ability, a clown or a jester, because um, Harley Quinn, I feel like, sort of goes mid, but it gives you the freedom to be a little bit unhinged. Yeah, gives you an excuse to go there. Go a little dark, go a little twisted. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Samwise, we're reaching the end of our hour here. This has been so fun. I feel like I could talk to you forever. You've given me so freaking yeah. many ideas. Like, I swear to God, I'm going to start incorporating, like, a lot of what we talked about. Um, I am telling you, Clussy. Clussy? The Clussy phenomenon. (laughs) The Clussy phenomenon is blowing up. I'm telling you. Hey, I get it. I get it now. I get it. Um, Before you go, though, can you tell us where we can find and follow you on your socials, where we can purchase your content, or where we can book you for things? Let us know all your info. Yes. um, Currently, I'm just online. You can find me at Twitter slash X, I guess. Um, at Samwise the Clown. It's also Samwise the Blue Sky, which I'm still trying to get going because Blue Sky is still in starting off. Um, Blue Sky, Samwise the Clown, and OnlyFans, Samwise the Clown, pretty much everywhere. Amazing. Okay, for me, folks, I'm at the Lady Pim one on Twitter. That's where I'm the most active. If you must go on over to Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim at the Bedpost Podcast as well. We have a Patreon. It's at the Bedpost Show. Our YouTube is at the Bedpost Show as well. It's being rejuvenated. I am interviewing one person a month in the physical brick and mortar studio at Talkback Studios, which is kind of interesting. Um, I'm also on TikTok for some reason at the Lady Pim, and I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does all the original music for my podcast her name is stephanie copeland you can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com uh samwise this has been so freaking fun and of course it is you're a fucking clown of course it was fun why am i surprised what am i new (laughs) (laughs) everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode we will see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the bed post podcast talking about sex and sexuality until then get fucked everybody goodbye This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.